So I learned uh, to become an engineer. And throughout the years, I was an engineer. Uh, I still had to work with people <laughs> to to get things done. Right. And I think that's where I grow more and more comfortable and confident in working with people. Also, when the opportunity came up in the same company for me to try uh, to work in the human resource department, which of course I have a pretty different idea of what it is versus what it actually uh, was when I joined in. And there, there you are, I make the switch and I became a HR manager. Right. You make that sound so easy. <laughs> Of course, uh, this is all uh, easy when you look back. Yeah. Uh, but I, I must say, it is not extremely difficult. I look at HR. HR is not a rocket science. And uh, you learn through experience. You learn through asking those who know about it. And you keep to your principle on what you believe strongly as working to be a effective HR manager. What does it take? I think the functional skills can be learned. Uh, uh, in HR, uh, from the various aspects of HR function, training to system, HR system, and uh, various aspects of HR, I think those can be learned. And I think what is more uh, effective is how do you apply those skills to help the business, to help the manager, to lead the people, to motivate the folks, and how to manage the, the, the team effectively uh, to uh, giving feedback and reward people accordingly. Those are the more, I would say, the more difficult skills. It takes experience, it takes uh, uh, some hard knocks sometimes uh, to learn from it and right. what to do better each time. I guess if you keep doing it uh, over and over again, you get better. Right. So that's that's uh, brilliant advice for a lot of HR managers, you know. <laughs> Develop yeah. yourselves and keep doing it over and over again. Here, it's it's, you know, COVID times. And all of us are going through change. We are experiencing that firsthand. You went through change when you shifted your career stream. And seven long years you spent, uh, you know, developing one aspect of your career and then suddenly you just moved to HR. How was this change? How did you cope with the fact that, okay, seven years, have they been sacrificed or did I develop myself? Yeah, thanks for that question. Uh, change is never easy because you, after seven years, you respect uh, to get into certain comfort, uh, familiarity, and uh, to get out of the engineering career and uh, starting something totally different, uh, it is it require a pretty, uh, I would say, open mindset that you need and be humble to learn uh, new things. You're listening to Capital and Cafe in conversation with Seng Chai Tan. Sanchai, my question here is we speak about keeping an open mind. In fact, all the leaders I've been talking to of late, uh, the two things that they always say is keep an open mind and be ready to learn. And no matter mm-hmm. what stage of your life you are in. But right now, there's also mindset change with working from home. Yeah. Right? So how do you see that affecting companies? And what's your advice to the company rather than to the people? Uh, I think the very important uh, things to note is while you're working from home, the, the, the discipline is important to ensure that you can maintain uh, focus on what you need to deliver. Uh, I think first thing first, you can save a lot of commute time to office and that free you up uh, to be able to uh, uh, spend uh, this time uh, on other things to get yourself ready. Um, but it can never be a permanent solution in my view uh, by working not having a direct uh, 
face-to-face uh, uh, -face contact with people. We are all human. We need to learn and understand others by talking in person, seeing the body languages, seeing the facial expression to truly understand uh, the other party well. And also, when you deal with a group, you also can feel the group dynamics better. And I think going forward, it's not a bad idea to have uh, people to have that flexibility to work from home because everyone do sometimes needs that kind of flexibility to deal with other things to balance out work from their life. So I think as an employer, as a company, we want to uh, provide that flexibility. But at the same time, we need to organize it well so that uh, employee does have uh, experience of uh, working on-site as well as uh, from home and have that choice. Uh, whenever there is a need for them. Now, um, Sengchai, a lot of people told me that um, Sengchai has this beautiful ability to connect with people. Uh, no matter how vast the organization is, he knows everybody's name. How do you, <laughs> how do you build that? Well, I think it, is, it doesn't come so naturally or uh, so easily. I think it's, it, it, it takes effort. Right. right. So each time when you meet people, of course, you try to get a context. I think the best way to do is always after you meet the person, go back to your contacts. Uh, it takes a minute to just reflect on the individual and uh, it just gives you a better chance to remember that person. So uh, I try to do that as much as I can, especially there are many employees in the group that I meet in different countries. Yeah. Uh, some names are not easy to remember. Yes. So, but at least you must remember the face. <laughs> so that easier next time, I mean, you can search for the uh, search for them in the inter, in uh, our internal directory. Subsequently, I look at internal directory a lot just to make sure that I get the name right. And then the next thing, more important, whenever we see the person or I see the person, I will want to address the person by name and not just a hello or how are you, how do you what's uh, how you today that kind of stuff but I will, I, will, I will try to address by name that helps to reinforce my memory of the individual yeah. I suppose on the other receiving end I would love to have somebody call my name and I hope uh, that the other person whom I, I address by name will feel uh, a few a few good by uh, knowing that hey, I remember their name uh, I guess they help to build that uh, connection yeah. and make people feel uh, I would say comfortable in uh, relating things with, with me. I, I hope I'm building happy memories for you, Seng Chai. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but okay. your name is very easy for me to remember. Ah, uh, yeah, is it? Yes. It's I very remember difficult. easily. It's no, very it's difficult very for people in yeah. India to even pronounce my name. Yeah, it's a development authority, so it's quite easy. <laughs> development authority, yes, you got me there. You're listening to Capital and Cafe in conversation with Seng Chai Tan. Okay, um, I want to ask you this now. Uh, I think a lot of, uh, especially HR people that are tuned in want to understand this. The goal of every organization is to hire the right people. Hmm. And um, would you give any kind of advice? Is there a specific strategy that you keep in mind when you're looking at people, when you're talking to people? And, you know, do you see that person's path in your mind that this is you know i think this person can go quite far do you do you judge that already even before the yeah. person knows it themselves i think you need to be a genius to do to, to do that it's uh, impossible <laughs> <laughs> but i think but we i mean hiring people hiring right people there's always a risk that you can always make the best 
judgment uh, based on what you observe. Of course, some company will do some psychometric tests to give you some idea how this person's uh, strength, weaknesses, and personality. And that, but they can only tell you so much. Uh, but the vibes and uh, also uh, the experience in uh, trying to read somebody's uh, behavior or mind with that conversation. And sometimes it's important to ask questions about things that are not so pleasant about the individual uh, to suss out things rather than things that they have done well. You know, typically most people are able to relate what they've done well, very well. Yeah. <laughs> but not necessarily uh, willing to say too much about what things that they didn't do too, so well. Right. So, if we have, if we are more conscious and skillful enough to ask for difficult moments in their life, uh, then you will be able to see a bit more the person's character and how do they respond to those uh, moments. Uh, so that's one aspect of it. The other aspect is the references. As much as possible, through our networking, we are able to get some reference on the individual as much as we can. And for a very critical position, we'll do, definitely want to do, uh, do it and make sure we do get some uh, reference about the individual. So the more data point it is, the better off we are in making that uh, judgment and that uh, final uh, decision. And, and I think it takes a lot of patience for us to be able to get to know this individual. So don't rush into it. Right. Uh, where we can, we uh, will try to get more people to have a chat with the individual to get different angles of uh, assessment. Yeah. So, so you take multi-pronged approach to come to some landing on hopefully hiring the right person there's so many people we meet every day, but we never speak about the negatives. We never bring out the negatives. And there's doing it tactfully is an art, like you yes. very rightfully said. Right. So I think that's some excellent advice. Now, um, we're moving to uh, the listeners here. And uh, I think what they would want to know is when they are preparing uh, for an interview for their dream job, what's the kind of advice that you would give them? Okay. <laughs> Uh, it's a good question uh, to help people who uh, be able to, I wouldn't say manage, but at least to prepare themselves for a good interview. And very important part of the interview is be be authentic and uh, and be true to yourself. Right. Because you will tr- you try to be somebody you are not. You know, it's just a matter of times. Uh, it's just a matter of time if, uh, people can see it through and through. So. Uh, my advice not just being in interview, it's also the approach to uh, any work that you are given to do. Uh, always uh, must must be seen, must be humble, I must say. Right? Uh, uh, I mean, we can't claim to know everything in life or everything in what we want to do. We must acknowledge there are many things that we don't know. Right? Right. It's not easy for people to acknowledge that, uh, especially you try to impress the interviewer. Yeah. So it's important thing to understand the scope of the work that you are interviewing for, and and uh, truthfully say that there are quite a number of pieces in that uh, scope that you are really not do not know well, and you're quite I mean given that it's part of the work you're very willing to go find out more and learn more about it so they can do the job better. So be truthful about this part. I think that will go a long way in uh, giving the comfort to the interviewer. 
Right. I think what you're saying is also in an aspect of self-development because to be truthful, to take the courage to tell someone, hey, look, I don't know how to do it. Uh, yeah. it's, it's quite scary, especially when it's your dream job and you want that job. In fact, I find, I find these days, even if you are a leader and you deal with uh, yeah, other employees, I, I think it's also a very powerful uh, message to send when you tell the team, say, you actually do not know. Uh, a lot of things uh, they are they are talking about. Yeah. You want to learn, and I think for the young, I mean, look at the demographic, the workers today, and also uh, the workforce today. And because, like I say, about people are uh, assessing a lot of information uh, very easily and available to them. For you to say that uh, you may not know as much as them, uh, is a very powerful uh, yeah. acknowledgement of you are willing to listen and to learn from them. Yeah. And it's also very comforting for us. So it's, yeah. it's quite nice. Okay, I, I want to move on to a more um, personal uh, question here. Mm. You, you, you've told me earlier that you started working at the age of 11. Yeah. How, how did you go about What happened? Okay. Yeah, I, 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 mean, I come from a, a family with a, a pretty humble background. I, my, my, my dad works is a sole breadwinner as a fish ponder. And it's not not a lot we have at home. So, at any every opportunity uh, we have, I my mom my mom will, will do something, some work at home to help supplement the income. And I guess I grew up uh, conditioned that way. And any opportunity we have to uh, earn some money to supplement the income for the family will do it. So starting from my primary five, elementary level five, uh, year end school holiday, it's a uh, two months of school holidays. I were, I'm quite motivated to want to earn some money, make some income for the family. And of course, it sounds quite fun for me. When I, I was, my first job was working in the, in the chicken farm. <laughs> I to, uh, so the job was to go and collect the, the eggs after the hens had laid all the eggs. And you know, when the eggs are all collected, you know, there's uh, quite a lot of chicken shit that will stick onto the, the, yeah. the shell of the eggs. So my job is to scrap away the <laughs> those <laughs> droppings and then make it, try to clean it and then, then we'll grade the egg to different sizes for sale later on. So that's my first cool experience. Job. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and then you and then you get you get your money out of it. So so it was quite fun and I that was quite a good start for me. And every uh, year that two months in the school holiday, I will find a find a job. So I work in many many different type of jobs. They're all hard labor job <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a palm oil factory and, uh, and uh, doing in a, uh, what you call it, uh, sawmills and all that. Yeah. So to collect income. So, and I think that has, oh, in a way, sometimes shaped my views in life. That I think life, you've got to work hard for what you want to get. And, uh, and one, uh, be humble to do things even though it may not be as glamorous. And I think it's very good for building foundation of resilience. That you no longer look at how life is so tough after all. You've gone through all that. You're listening to Capital and Cafe in conversation with Seng Chai Tan. Seng Chai, we're going into our next segment of the interview. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call this the reverse HR round. It's my dream come true where I get to be the HR and I get okay. to ask you typical HR questions. Like so this. the first question. Why do you want this job, Seng Chai? Well, I saw the description of the job. It resonates with uh, uh, my interests. And I really hope I can uh, 
learn a lot by uh, if I'm given an opportunity to do this job because as I learn more, I think I can contribute more. Very well answered. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now, Seng Chai? I think I would like to take things one step at a time and see how it grows and builds from what I'm good at doing over the near term. You've got so much experience. Don't you think you overqualify for this role? It's uh, too early to say I am overqualified. You know, you have not gone into the job. And I think to me, every job is how you make it out to be. There's no limit into a job. You are just keep, I mean, job is a job title, a job description. It doesn't stop you from doing more uh, what you can do uh, in there. So if I have more experience and I hope I can add more contribution uh, to do better in the job. Wonderful, Seng Chai. You've got the job in my fake company. You are now the CEO of Huda's fake company. <laughs> Thank you. I'm very humbled and honored uh, for the opportunity. <laughs> Thank you for playing along with me. Okay, um, before I let you go, Seng Chai, any advice for our listeners? Yeah, okay. I think just uh, reflecting on my life, I always believe to go with a value of being humble and be truthful and also be patient. Right? Don't rush things in life. Right? A lot of things you need to build from a solid foundation and so solid foundation needs time and effort to build. So that will be my advice to our listener. And of course, I would like to take this opportunity to wish everyone a very happy 2022. We just started the year and uh, for the Chinese uh, listener, out there, a very happy Lunar Chinese New Year. Uh, it's the year of the tiger, so let's have a roaring year ahead. Woohoo! Alright, thank you so much, Seng Chai. I think it's been an extremely, extremely insightful opportunity for me as well. Uh, I'm going to tattoo that line that you said, that to build a foundation, it takes time. So be patient, right? Alright, thank you so much for being on the show, Capital Land Cafe with Seng Chai Tan, Chief Corporate and People Officer for Capital Land Investment. It's been an honor. Thank you, Uda. Capital Land Cafe. Coffee. Capital Land Cafe. Conversations. Capital Land Cafe. And a whole lot of fun. Capital Land Cafe.